Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. Hey guys, this is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Fox, and you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here, and welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here, youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson, and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it. Make sure you're always getting your new going in around notifications. We're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. It's a fantastic way to support going in raw. Uh, you give us essentially how it works is you give us money and then we give you things. For example, at the $1 Patreon mark, you get a shout out here on the show. I'm about to do that in a second for new patrons. You also get <clears throat> the show ad-free, and you can even import your RSS feed from uh, including the bonus episodes. If you qualify for bonus episodes, you can bring those over to whatever podcast app you listen to the show on, except Spotify. Spotify doesn't let you import RSS feeds. I don't know why. Larson, you're being awfully quiet today. What is your deal? Oh, that's right. You're gone once again. He ditched me. What a bummer. So that's kind of annoying. But it is what it is. No, he left. It's okay. It's okay. Because uh, I'm leaving him in July to go. I know you, YouTubers are watching. Ah, got to get some water. Uh, got a long show ahead of me. Uh, I got this little drawing of this little picture I took out of Larson right next to me on the YouTube version. I mean, you know, you're not here. He's not even calling sick. He said, hey, I'm taking the family down to L.A. for four days. So you're going to be on your own. So I could have called somebody. I could have like, I don't know. It's, it's Sunday night. I'm doing this on a Sunday night. Decided not to do this live. I just feel more pressure when I do it live by myself as opposed to it's, it's Sunday night. Everybody's in bed. I decided to come down to the office. I'll just do it now and then have it up 5 a.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern. And then I can spend my Monday doing whatever I want to do. I got to prepare for, I got some WCW tomorrow to do. Um, so yeah, no, he took the kids and the, and the wife. Uh, to uh, Los Angeles to go see some family. So that's fine. I hope he's he, he's going to take two toddlers on a plane uh, uh, this afternoon, Monday afternoon. So uh, good luck with that, buddy. I'd rather be here than there. I'll tell you what. 
so yeah, it's just me. It could have called somebody, but you know what? I don't know. I'm just like, whatever. I'll do it myself. I'll do it myself. Give you guys a greater appreciation from Larson. Um, anyways, we do have some new page. No, we don't know new patrons over the weekend. Wow. Wow. Really people? Really? That's okay. It's the first, it's the beginning of the month. I'm sure we'll get a couple new ones in today. Um, so yeah, how was your weekend? Hope it was good. Mine was uneventful. I had two very, very lazy days. I caught up on Star Trek Discovery. That was cool. I started watching this other thing on CBS All Access so that I'm not paying $6 a month just for Star Trek. Uh, what was it called? Strange Angel. So I'm doing that. So that's good. Uh, otherwise, I had, a, I had a really lazy weekend. Don't know if I even left the house save for taking uh, the dog out for a walk. So there you go. So because of that, I was going to get right into the wrestling news. By the way, shout out to Larson. He actually spent some of his day today cobbling together some notes. I actually, he usually cobbles together the notes. He, honestly, half of the news he breaks uh, in our notes, uh, it's breaking for me. I just show up here at work on Monday or Friday when we do the new stuff. And I'm like, oh, let's see what's going on in the world of, of, uh, of wrestling. Let's see what Larson has written down in the world of wrestling that I can take a look at. And then I read the notes. Uh, so I actually had some of this stuff. The biggest story probably from over the weekend had to do with the fallout, potential fallout, speculation that there might be fallout from the Twitter war between Ronda Rousey and uh, Becky Lynch. Uh, according to divadirt.com, they say sources within WWE and close to Diva Dirt have learned Ronda Rousey is legitimately pissed off at Becky Lynch following their social media feud. Now, what what happened here? Obviously, the bulk of their Twitter beef has been, uh, I'm sorry, the bulk of their wrestling feud has been uh, salvos fired on Twitter. Uh, and I believe, let's see here. Yeah, right here in the notes, it, uh, it says uh, this. And this, this actually pissed off a lot of wrestling fans. A lot of people were upset about this, and I'm kind of curious to know what you guys think about this. Because I'm not even sure. I, I really, I'm not really sure how I come down on this. Because there's a lot of opinions out there about all this stuff. And I kind of agree with a lot of it. Some of it, I think, is overblown. But basically, this is what happened. A Twitter exchange, Rhonda called Becky's armbar fake and said the move, quote, just looks like you're holding the dick you wish you had. I'm actually going to look up these tweets here so I can, I can get them verbatim. Um, but they were, uh, yeah, they were pretty. Let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Congratulations. No, it's not. Here we go. Where is it? Yeah, it's no, that's not it. That's not it. Just stepped out of the ring. Wait, I'm way back now. That's did, did she delete this stuff or was it just in her mentions? Becky. Uh, I think one, one of the main problems people have with this was that. Uh, wait, did this stuff actually get deleted? Did they delete this stuff? No, no way. Did they actually delete this stuff? Um, nope. Oh, wait, here we go. What's this? Ah, perfect. Here it is. Okay, good. 
Uh, here it is. So it started off uh, five days ago with uh, Becky Lynch saying, Rhonda, you go back and get that belt uh, because I didn't come this far to collect it from Stephanie. I came all this way to take it from you. And then uh, Becky Lynch posted her uh, mug shots, uh, which are great. And they're now available in shirt form on WWE Shop. Rhonda responded with, that's what I'm trying to do, dumbass. You hobbling around trying to be a ginger crutch ninja and taking fake prison photos in the hallway isn't helping. I actually thought that was that was pretty funny. I'll be honest with you. She said fake prison photos because we all know Becky didn't really get arrested. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of, I'll be honest with you. I kind of, I kind of like the fact that Rhonda is doing. Yeah, I know. Now I understand. I know Bully Ray. I was going to bring up some stuff that Bully Ray said on on his uh, on the the Sirius XM thing that they do, the busted open. I think it is. Um, where he said, you know, there are certain things that you just you know not to throw around. And I know a lot of people are, are busting their chops about Rhonda's chops about, you know, hey, you got to keep kayfabe. You can't say things like fake. You can't say, oh, the, the photos there are fake because within the realm of the storyline, it's all supposed to be real. I get that. But it's still kind of funny. Uh, Becky Lynch then responds with keep that F word out of your mouth and concentrate on getting better at this business instead of trying to remain above it. Looking forward to seeing you real soon. There's a lot in that tweet right there. There's a lot right there. Keep that F word out of your mouth. Fake, right? And concentrate on getting better at this business instead of trying to remain above it. So if you're out there taking shots about what's real and what's not real, if you're out there trying to blur the line, or if you're out there exposing where the line exists, it's probably a big no-no. I'm just going to guess it's probably a big no-no. Becky's arrest has to do with storyline, which is very important, which is leading up to WrestleMania. On the other hand, you know, even WWE plays it kind of fast and loose with what's real, what's fake, what it isn't, what it, you know. Uh, she posted a great Photoshop of Tommy. Okay, so it's a Photoshop of a scene from that movie about that movie, The Room, uh, where Tommy Wiseau. In this, played by, I think, James Franco, is on top of the rooftop, and, it, and there's a little caption that says, what is line? And, uh, and it, but they, they, she photoshopped, or somebody knows photoshopped Ronda Rousey's face onto the Tommy Wiseau character, and a little WWE logo on the microphone, uh, which was pretty funny. It's actually a really well-done Photoshop. Ronda then responded with, F-word? You mean Fake? Fake like your nonsensical BS armbar that doesn't even work and just looks like you're holding the dick you wish you had. Whoa. Wow. That's powerful stuff. Because then a lot of people were getting on Ronda, you know, for for uh, making the, the dick line because the, she had some comments that a lot of people perceived as transphobic uh, a couple of years ago, I think. Um, and so, I, I don't know. To me, like, this is me. I know I might get crapped on. I might not. I think it's reading a bit too much into that, to be honest with you. I mean, you can have, you know, you can have the debate on whether or not her comments in the past are transphobic. Uh, this is, I think that's reading a bit too much into that. I really do. I kind of do. That's just me, though. Kind of think that it's much to do about nothing. That was, I actually thought, because I, I actually like liked it and then hit, the, I think, the, re, the retweet button with the comment. I think I just said, oh, shit. Because I thought that was a pretty good comeback, to be honest with you. And it shows a picture of Becky Lynch with the disarm her on it. 
uh, applying that to, I think, was that Rhonda in the dressing room? Yeah, it was Rhonda in the dressing room during the little SmackDown invasion during Survivor Series build. Uh, so Becky Lynch then responded with, huh, it does look exactly like one now that you mention it. And she put a picture of Ronda Rousey's husband, forget his name, Travis something or other, at the tip of the, the hand to make it look like he's the bell end. His face is the head of the dingus. It's pretty funny and a really good Photoshop job and it made me laugh. Um, Rhonda then says, apparently this is where she got mad. Apparently this is, this is where Diva Dirt is claiming she got legitimately upset. Because then she says, Rebecca Quinn, ooh, she's a real name. I don't care what the script says. I'm beating the living shit out of you the next time I see you. So, in response, Becky Lynch says, Ron, Ron, you still mad, bro? Just checking because you went full Russo earlier, meaning Vince Russo, wanted to make sure you made it back okay. And then Ronda Rousey says, lawyer up, bitch. You're about to have plenty to sue me for. Hashtag I can afford it. Hashtag worth it. Becky Lynch responded with, you're doing amazing, sweetie. (laughs) With a little cut together video of Ronda in the ring when the crowd was heckling her. And she kind of either lost her lines, lost her place. (laughs) And then like somebody edited in a scene from that movie about the room where the he's asking for the line and the director gives him a line. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. And apparently that like the, the idea is either somebody is leaking that Rhonda is actually mad or, uh, like legitimately like, Hey, we got real word or they're leaking that just to drive the storyline. Uh, Russell votes uh, on Twitter mentioned quote, the word for word language of Rhonda and Becky's Twitter exchange was not approved by WWE. Don't be naive and think it was sure. WWE wants to drum up attention to the storyline via social media feud, but they certainly aren't thrilled with some of the wording used my own personal speculation. Oh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Okay, David Dirt also reports that Fightful Sean Rob Sapp confirmed the report, uh, adding, quote, beyond that, this is from Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful, beyond that, uh, Rousey's terminology on the microphone is widely known in WWE to be confusing and anticlimactic. I think he probably means just her promos. Everyone we've spoken to within the company believes that uh, that Rousey's frustration is real. Oh, boy. Uh, so I guess maybe her promos when she gets flustered on the mic, which I don't know, man, I think, look, there's some people out there who are like a natural at, at performing at being on the mic. There's plenty of them out there, but I don't know. I think by and large, I'd, I'd give her, I'd give her like a solid, all things considered the kind of pressure she's under the, the, like the people that are just all eyes are on Ronda Rousey. Yeah, I'm going to defend her. I'm going to defend this. I don't think she's that bad. I think that when she gets caught up in the heat of the moment, you know, I know she probably strives for perfection. I know that she probably is really trying her damnedest 
And I know she went on record saying that there was some, there was some reason I forget. I didn't, I don't remember actually reading it, but I, I think I saw like a, a paraphrase version on Twitter somewhere, which is there's some sort of thing mentally that sort of uh, 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 makes it more difficult for her to, uh, to remember those scripts. They have her saying a lot of stuff and yes, she, she stumbles sometimes. I get that. I don't really think she has much to be embarrassed about if she is, or this could just be a whole lot of nothing. And they're leaking this misinformation to sort of hype it up even more because then that'll just increase the drama and people want to watch, you know, the, the television when it comes back on. So I don't know. I think that, uh, you know, I think this is good for business to be honest with you. I think a lot of people out there, you know, I saw one tweet, uh, I forgot who it was to be honest with you. And I apologize for maybe it was the fellow who does headlocked comics. I forget, uh, tweeted out like a picture of a still from the last Jedi. And then, uh, and he says something like, Oh, Luke Skywalker, your, your lightsaber is fake. I can totally, I'll totally win this fight. Making the same sort of parallel between the world of professional wrestling and movies that I think many people do, uh, which is probably not the correct conclusion to come to. I know some people have defended intergender wrestling by saying, well, you know, in the movies, they let women beat up on men. Why can't they do it in the, in the wrestling ring? And that's actually a point that I, I, I'm actually uh, I'm in favor of intergender wrestling when it's done properly. If it's done right, then great. I, I, I really enjoy it. I think that example is not a great one because pro wrestling is not movies. It borrows elements from all sorts of different uh, uh, media, including the cinematic, the the movies out there, stories and stuff like that. I just think that it's a different thing. I think that when they're trying to present to you a simulated fight that has the atmosphere of a sports event, uh, you're throwing a, a bit more realism into your suspension of disbelief than you are in a sci-fi movie. I just think it's different. I think when Rhonda calls Becky's armbar fake and at Mania, if she taps out to that armbar, then it'll have just enhanced what she was getting at in the first place. If you bend somebody's arm a certain way, yeah, they could probably just slip out from under it or whatever. The figure four, it's a bogus move. Anybody can get out of that. I, I just, I think that even within the context of the story being told, saying, hey, your move is crap. It's fake. It doesn't really work. Well, a million people in that universe have sold it. So part of the story, do we all know it's fake? Yeah, of course. I know everything Ronda Rousey does in that ring is fake too, you know? So I think it's kind of much to do about nothing. I think a lot of people are, are putting cold water on it. I know a lot of people just, a lot of people came into this not liking Ronda Rousey for things that she said in the past, for things that she's done in the past. I get that. I respect that. I understand that. Totally fine. You can totally hate her if you want. Don't care. It's great. I personally don't feel that way. I think she's done a slam bang job, but what do I know? Um, I do think that this has built some interest in the match. I think that everybody was talking about this over the weekend, and I think that's not a bad thing for the WWE. You know, I don't think anybody's going to be tuning out because of this. Oh, she called it. She she just admitted that it's fake. Well, I'm not going to I'm not going to watch this anymore. Oh, boy. No, it doesn't work that way. They're, they're, they're building buzz. If Rhonda's really pissed, that's one thing. And in, in that case, what you do is 
her people reach out to Triple H. Triple H reaches back out to Ronda Rousey. She says, look, this is all how we make the money here, man. This is, this is what we do. Becky reaches out to her privately, says, hey, this is just what we do. This is all part of the business. We're building buzz. Calm down. I heart you. Everything's fine. I think Ronda Rousey has been in the fight business and now in the pro wrestling business long enough to have developed, I like to think, a thick skin. It, I, I would be driven mad. You know, a person would be driven mad if they, if they don't, if they don't have that thick skin, you know? So... So I don't know. Um. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. So, yeah. You know. Uh, Anyways, next. This is a fun story. This is a fun one. Um, Dana Warrior. Her husband was Warrior. Ultimate Warrior is now working for WWE Creative. She is going to be a writer for the WWE Pro Wrestling Sheet. Ryan Satin has this. Multiple sources say Dana Warrior was at television tapings this week and began working with the creative team to offer an additional female perspective. We're told the position isn't permanent yet, but if things work out, that would obviously change. PW Insider added some additional details, saying, While she was there, we are told she was shadowing writers for the company and learning about the creative process. She sat in on the raw production meeting as well. We are told that Warrior has not been officially hired for a full-time role with the company, but was being given a chance to bring a woman's perspective to creative, and if things work out, it could lead to a full-time role. Wrestling Observer added, uh, let's see here. The role is that of a consultant. According to Dave Meltzer, sorry, the wrestling observer himself. Uh, he's saying that the role is that of a consultant and not a member of the writing team, although that may change in the future. She was at WWE TV last week and is scheduled for this week. Okay, let's break this one open. Dana Warrior is now going to be a a writer for WWE. So that's interesting. Uh, (laughs) I know a lot of people saw this. A lot of people are on Twitter and they saw this. And even myself, I was like, what? Wait a second, what? Dana Warrior? What is she she done right? Has she written before? Has she written stuff? She does does the Warrior Award stuff, right? That's That's what she does, right? She's being a writer now? What has she written before? What are her qualifications here? This is my own speculation. This is my speculation here. Just throwing this out there. Number one, I think it's much to do about it. WWE has like, what, 80,000 writers on staff. They have a lot of writers. All right. Adding one more person to the mix is not going to wholesale change the product. I think everything will be fine. Um, 
I'll say this on, on, on being the optimist that I am and, and a guy who's reluctant to crap on everything he sees, like so many people like to do. Why not? I'm sure that lady has led a vastly interesting life being married to and adopting the name of ultimate warrior. Uh, at least his last name has had to have been very interesting, uh, dealing with, uh, his, uh, death and raising her kids, uh, you know, without him has had to be very interesting. It's probably added a lot of perspective, a lot of a different perspective, maybe than somebody else they have on, on the writing staff. Um, maybe she just needs a job. Maybe she reached out and said, Hey Vince, the, 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 the yearly money I get for whenever the warrior reward stuff rolls around, it's, it's not paying the bills. I've got these kids. I've got expenses, you know, warrior brought in the cash. I don't know if he had like life insurance or if, you know, he had, maybe he left her in a bunch of debt. I don't know. You never know, man. Life, life is crazy, man. You never know. One person gets, you know, one person gets struck down basically. And then another person's entire life is just thrown into So you never know. You don't know what somebody's situation is. So maybe she reached out to Vince McMahon and said, Hey Vince, uh, I need a job. What do you got for me? Vince says, Oh, we'll take care of you. Oh, we'll take care. It's okay, Dan. We'll take care of you. What, what do you, what do you want to do? Uh, you want to look at HR? No, not really. That sounds dumb. Oh, uh, you want to, uh, do, do, do you know graphic design? Uh, you you want to design some merchandise? No, not really. Well, what, what do you like to do? What do you want to do? I don't know. Can I be a writer? Oh, uh, <sighs> you know how to write? Yeah. You know, I used to write some Ultimate Warrior fanfic that uh, Jim liked, liked quite a bit. That Warrior liked. He liked when I wrote Ultimate Warrior fanfic. So can I come work for WWE? I'll be on your writing staff. Sure, why not? We've got 30 writers anyways. We're hiring more by the dozens. Well, all the talent coming in, we're going to need more writers. So yeah, come on in. So she's feeling it out. Let the lady work. Jeez. Uh, the last word on pro wrestling is reporting that the women's division is getting a creative shakeup because the head writer of the women's division, Johnny Russo, not sure if he's related to Vince, probably not, has left WWE and the site adds, the word is he's already been replaced by a new female head writer, uh, new female writer to lead the women's division creatively going forward. That is not Dana Warrior. Dana Warrior is right now just shadowing other writers. Um, this writer's name is Betsy Kelso. Uh, she has been in WWE eight months. According to former WWE writer uh, Kazim Famuyade, I really hope I didn't botch that name. Uh, Kelso was doing great stuff for SmackDown Live. So maybe we won't get any more of those Bailey, this is your life segments. I kind of actually really like the um, moment of bliss stuff. I kind of like that stuff. I think, it's, I think it's good. I think it's strong. So that's good, man. They've got somebody well-equipped Female perspective, woman's perspective, uh, heading up uh, the women's division. I think that's great. That's awesome. And then they're bringing another look between, you know, her age, uh, the fact that she's been around the wrestling business for as long as she's been with Warrior, uh, you know, give, give her the, give Dana Warrior the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she'll do great stuff. You never know. You don't know. You know, they just hired our friend Dave Schilling, too. 
that dude is is crazy good, man. I think he's going to be great. They're making they're making some interesting decisions with their writing staff. Uh, you know, both solid and experimental. And if it's all crap, it'll be the same crap we've been used to for, you know, at the end of the day, Vince is going to come in the day of Raw anyways and start rewriting things. So, you know, <laughs> it ain't going to be no different. All it can do is get better, right? Can't get any worse. Maybe it can. I don't know. Did you guys see that little spot with the Candice LeRae uh, at that NXT house show where she did that? She was sitting on a, on a, on a turnbuckle. And then she like did a, a back jump onto like a backwards jump onto Adam Cole's shoulders and then did a reverse Rana. It was the craziest thing. One of their best flip, one of the best wrestlers in the world is almost solely being used right now as a naggy wife. Let that sink in. Before we start complaining about them hiring a writer, they need to hire more writers because evidently they don't have enough to figure out what to do with the talent they got on the roster. Candice LeRae needs to be wrestling people. That is the pressing matter. Not this Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, fake Twitter stuff. Not Dana Warrior being hired. Candice LeRae needs to be wrestling. She needs to be wrestling. She needs to be, right, you get the point. Man, oh man, all sorts of stuff going on. So yeah, some shakeups in the in the in the in the creative division. Um, so yeah, interesting stuff, good stuff. Uh, we have another sponsor for today's episode of Going In. Our Larson's missing out on all the sponsors. All the sponsor money is going straight to me, by the way, because I'm doing the show today. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Anyways, moving on. We got some changes coming to the WWE in the form of pay-per-view schedules. This is kind of interesting. This is kind of interesting stuff right now. Raja.com has a tentative WWE pay-per-view schedule for the remainder of the year. I said that weird. I'm going to start that again. Raja.com has a tentative WWE pay-per-view schedule for the remainder of the year. One huge change. There's actually two huge changes. Money in the Bank is moving to May. It's May 19th in Hartford, Connecticut. Backlash. It's now going to be the June pay-per-view, and that's going down June 16th in San Diego. What can we extrapolate from that? It's going to be a title change at Money in the Bank, and then there's going to be a backlash to it at the backlash pay-per-view because backlash means something's going to lash backwards on it. Money in the Bank happens in May. Wait, when is the, uh, isn't there like a Saudi Arabia pay-per-view in May also? Boy, oh boy, they're running these kids ragged. Uh, let's see here. So yeah, Backlash is going to be the June pay-per-view. That's going to be June 16th, San Diego. WrestleVotes is also reporting that NXT TakeOver San Jose, San Jose, that's near us. See, I'm just learning this from the notes. San Jose is scheduled for Saturday, June 8th. What's crazy about that? June 9th, there is not a WWE pay-per-view. If you recall, typically, the fifth uh, 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 pay-per-view 
is usually uh, money in the bank, and that's linked to a takeover in June. This takeover is in June, but it's June the 8th. There is no WWE pay-per-view on June the 9th. Usually, it's, it piggybacks with the pay-per-view. So that's kind of crazy. I wonder if they're saying, look, TakeOver beat, I think, I know Survivor Series in the network ratings. TakeOver beat the Royal Rumble in the network ratings. I don't know if it's going to beat WrestleMania, man. WrestleMania is huge. But then the Rumble's huge, too. I don't know if that's what. Do they have to start rethinking everything? I don't know. Uh, so this is going to be an interesting sort of gauge, I guess. Maybe they think, hey, let's see. Can, I mean, can this get like huge, huge numbers without an anchoring big four or big five weekend attached to it? What are the benefits to that? There's not going to be. I mean, money in the bank is usually a pretty big pay. It's kind of surprising they're moving money in the bank because that is kind of their big fifth one because of the novelty of the money in the bank match. You got the men's, you got the women's. Uh, and then title changes can happen. Title changes often do happen or attempts happen. Um, winning that money in the bank briefcase, they're rolling with somebody big time. You know what I mean? Baron Corbin won and he ended up losing it. But it's kind of like a big title. It's kind of it's kind of like having a title, basically. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it's going to be in the same venue as NXT's first major touring show, the San Jose SU Event Center. I don't know what that is. I might have, we might go to that one though. That's cool. When is that? June? June sixteenth? No. When is that? June eighth. That sounds cool. I want to do that. Uh so yeah. First time that they've had a non full sale takeover. And as I mean in recent memory, anyways, I know like prior to like twenty fourteen, maybe they did one. The first time it's a non-full sale takeover. Oh, I get it. Okay. So because the, the first couple takeovers were at full sale, I guess. That makes sense. That's exciting stuff. That's really cool. That's that's different. It's weird. It's interesting. Uh, you know, these takeovers are doing really, really well. So that makes sense. Got a little hair on my computer. You guys want a raw preview? Who wants a raw preview? Nobody's in this office with me. And my wife was texting me. That's why I had like a, apparently she didn't know I was leaving. She thought I was in the office at home, but no, because here's the reason why I'm not at the office at home is because she said, uh, <laughs> this is, this is going to be interesting to come home to in about 20 minutes when I'm done doing this, she's coming into your office. I told her it's night night, but she said she wanted to go with you and then left. So my wife. Lacey, which by the way, the new Ask Stephen Lacey is live right now at Friendoville, youtube.com slash Friendoville, understood that I was going to go into my office and record a podcast. So she thought it was cool to let Alabama, my child, roam in there mid-podcast. Now granted, I know that could have been cool for all you to see her, but YouTube's got these weird tight restrictions now and having kids on, on, on YouTube videos, and on top of that, it lose my train of thought, and we've got two sponsors for this episode, and I'm sure neither of the people at Hims nor Quip want some little kid in this video, on this podcast, crying because I'm telling her she has to leave. That's why I came to that. I knew something like that was going to happen. That's why I came to this, and then here we go, of course, and I'm at the office. She said, oh, I thought you came home. Can she FaceTime you, or are you filming? She's crying because I told her. 
My name's Bennett, and I ain't in it. Raw preview, animalistic aggression. After seemingly trying to go to Triple H into a physical confrontation on SmackDown 1000 last year, Batista provoked the game once more this past Monday night by crashing Ric Flair's 70th birthday, attacking the nature boy in his locker room, and dragging Flair, Triple H's mentor, out into the arena hallway. The cerebral assassin rushed backstage to confront the animal, but Batista had already left the scene. The game isn't known for letting transgressions slide, so how will he deal with the actions of his former friend on Raw? I am, I am so into this, man. I know a lot of people. I saw some stuff over the weekend. There's people crapping on this Batista Triple H thing. Oh, no, I don't really care. It's just not needed. Sure it is. Batista, he's great. Everybody loves Batista. Get out of here with that. It's Drax. Any excuse. I don't care if he fights. Vince McMahon, I don't care if he fights, a, I don't know, a, a blow-up doll or a pillow or something. It's Batista. And that ending to Raw last night was, oh, sorry, a week ago was awesome. I don't hear you complaining about it. It's positivity, damn it. What is the status of the Raw Women's Championship? In addition to addressing the horrific actions of Batista, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon have another situation escalating in the Raw Women's Division. After Becky Lynch was arrested for violating her suspension this past Monday night, Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey urged Stephanie to allow the man to challenge for the title at WrestleMania. The chief brand officer then reiterated that Lynch would not be competing at the show of shows and that the baddest woman on the planet would defend her title against SmackDown Live's Charlotte Flair scheduled. Given the McMahon family's refusal to budge on the Lynch situation, Rousey laid the title down in front of Stephanie and left it there, leaving many to wonder if the rowdy one would carry the championship to WrestleMania at all. Meanwhile, Charlotte announced on SmackDown Live this week that she would come to Raw to be crowned Raw Women's Champion by Mr. McMahon. Will the Queen claim the throne on Team Red? Or are they going to do what they have done several times now and just said, Charlotte, go away. Go away, Charlotte. Nobody wants you. How about this? How about they give Charlotte that title? They give Charlotte that title. And then... Her and Asuka have a title versus title match at Mania in the co-main event. So they do a triple main event thing. It's the Universal Championship, the Raw and SmackDown women's titles, and then like a street fight, no DQ, cage match, grudge match thing with Becky and Ronda. No titles on the line. Just vicious assault. Vicious, lots of violence. How about that? That's a good idea, Steve. Thank you. Somebody hire me to be a damn writer. Next is the Shield is a Shield reunion on the horizon. After revealing to the WWE Universe that his leukemia is in remission, woo! Roman Reigns joins Seth Rollins in helping Dean Ambrose repel a four-on-one beatdown at the hands of you guys know who: Drew McIntyre, Bob Lashley, Elias, and Baron Corbin. The act of salvation confused the lunatic fringe just as much as it did the WWE Universe given Ambrose's betrayal of the Shield last October, the same night the big dog disclosed that his leukemia had returned. Were Reigns and Roland, <laughs> Roland, were Reigns and Rollins hinting that they're ready to forgive Ambrose, or were the Hounds of Justice simply living up to their name given the unfair circumstances? I don't know. It's going to be cool. I, I, there's a lot of buzz on in the wrestling community too about well Roman's back and that's great that he's that it's in remission that's awesome but they're just gonna, they're just gonna put him in the main event scene again they're gonna make him universal champion again oh my god the world's falling down 
Why are they doing that? Get out of here. He already said in his promo that he was gonna he was gonna use his time now in the WWE to 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 use the platform to reach out to people in need or something. They're rolling with Seth Rollins as a Universal Champion, and then maybe next year they'll get around to Roman Reigns, or maybe they'll do it next week. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> here's here's my thing about that. Here's why I really doubt they're gonna put. The, I could be completely wrong. Kind of curious to know what Larson think about that, but you're not here, are you? His cancer's in remission. I don't know what that means for long-term prospects for a year from now, for two years from now. They are interested, I believe, in putting a lot of eggs into a single basket. I'm not sure they would do that with the understanding, with Roman Reigns, with the understanding that this is something that could come up again in the future. I'm not sure how long, if cancer's in remission, what that means exactly for long-term prospects, for health prospects long-term, I don't know. But they might want to think about a future where, hey, whoever we start pushing with the universal title, which is our main title, which is our headlining title, our marquee title, whoever we push, we have to commit to. We have to invest money in. We have to send them to media. We have to do all these things. Beat Brock Lesnar. I I wonder if they would do it with Roman Reigns now, given that cancer might be a thing. Leukemia might be a thing. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know. But I think I said this to Larson before, and I firmly believe if they want if they want to put that universal title back on Roman Reigns, the best way to do it would be for him to reiterate and to see through, to, to carry through with what he said during his promo, his return promo, which was people measure success in championships. I am now measuring my success in how I'm able to use my platform to reach out to people who have had to deal with the things that I've had to deal with, with my leukemia. If he doesn't give a crap about the title, the fans will love him and then they will want him to have the title. That's how that works. But for all I know, tomorrow night they'll say, oh, Seth's out, Roman's in against Brock. And I'll keep it on Brock at Mania and then maybe he'll win it at Saudi Arabia, but maybe he won't because he doesn't even want to go there. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways. Next on the Raw preview, Intercontinental and Extraordinary after Leo Rush inadvertently challenged Finn Balor to an Intercontinental, to a Fintercontinental Championship match and lost this past Monday night. Bob Lashley was furious with his hype man for getting the title opportunity that he was supposed to arrange for the Almighty One. The man of the hour affirmed to Lashley that he could still be trusted. Will Rush get Lashley and will Rush get Lashley another opportunity? Or will another superstar step to the Fintercontinental Irishman? Next, this is interesting. I'm a big fan of Saturday Night Live. I was just telling Big Jeff the other day, I was watching it last night, and I said, you know, the one thing that I'd love to do that I'll never be able to do, like I'll never be, I'll never be able to fly to the moon. Don't really want to do that because I'm terrified of 
like everything. I don't really, as much as I love basketball, don't want to really play in the NBA because, I, well, I suck for one thing, but it takes you away from your family and, you know, I don't know. One thing I'd love to do that I'll never, I'll never be able to do is do one of those opens for Saturday Night Live where they look into the camera and they say, live from New York at Saturday Night. I still get the biggest kick out of that. And growing up, I was a big fan of Saturday Night Live. Uh, so that's my segue into this, the last bit of raw preview, and then I'll get to a couple questions. SNL Weekend Update hosts Michael Che and Colin Jost to be special guests on Raw. For Monday Night Raw, they're Michael Che and Colin Jost. Yes, the popular duo of SNL's Weekend Update will be special guests on tomorrow's Raw from Philadelphia. With neither Che nor Jost afraid to tell like it is, what will the two popular personalities have in store for the longest-running episodic program in television history? Hmm. I was going to say, Siren Light has been running for... Is, I, I know Siren Light is not considered episodic because you need like storylines, I think. So, yeah, I don't know. So that's awkward. John Stewart's still the only guy that really knew how to handle the only guy in that genre in late night comedy guys who really, I mean, I guess Jay Leno did. Jay Leno was in a pay-per-view match, but that was really bad. John Stewart was so good at that. What was it like SummerSlam or whatever? When he turned on Cena, that was so good, man. I love John Stewart. I think he's the best. Anyways, I'm sure I've got some questions here on the Twitter. So, hey, why not? Let's go ahead and bump, 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 bump. Answer those questions. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. Here we go. First up. Oh, man, I'd love to answer this question from the Wrestle Dude because I love the Wrestle Dude. Unfortunately, I don't know dick about Pokemon. He says, name a wrestler that would fit into each category of Pokemon. Grass, steel, fire, water, ice, electric, and dark. Um, dark is the Undertaker. Electric, uh, ice is Glacier. Uh, electric is the Rock. Fire is Seth Rollins. Grass is uh, Matt Riddle. And steel is Shaquille O'Neal. He wrestled a match. Wow, I did that really well. Look at me. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Azo Bazo says, how should Batista come out at Mania and why should it be as Drax the Destroyer? I am all on board with that. I'm 100% on board with that. I freaking love those Marvel movies, man. I am hyped this Friday. I am probably going to go, or Thursday night, I'm going to go see that Captain Marvel movie. Oh, boy. Oh, man. I am so looking forward to that. Woo! Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, let's see here. Oh, that's I forgot to mention this. We got Hall of Famers. Uh, who had that? Who had that? Do I have that information? Let's see here. Uh, I don't have it. Somebody had it. Maybe they'll announce it tomorrow. Apparently, it's going to be Tori Wilson. And I forget the other name. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, Tori Wilson in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, or nay. It's a freaking nay, dude. <laughs> it's like, come, Tori Wilson? She, she seems like a lovely person. I'm not talking crap. I'm really not. But at at what point, I mean, really, I mean, just, she just probably said, yeah, there's like a million other people, a million and one other people that, no, man, they, what, under what, under what reason, what possible reason would Tori Wilson get in? That is terrible. That's terrible. Um... Hold on, I'm going to look at this up now. Let's see here. Hall of Fame, WWE. News. News. Uh, Here we go. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Brutus the Barber Beefcake. WrestleVotes has it. Wrestling Inc., WrestleVotes, one of them. Uh, I guess it was WrestleVotes. Shout out to WrestleVotes for getting this one. Assuming, I think they got. It. I think WrestleVotes had it right last time, though, last year. Well, I guess. I mean, shouldn't Tori Wilson go in? Wasn't she part of DX at one point? Uh, Brutus, no, 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 no. Come on now, really? The Brooklyn Brawler is he going to go in too? At what point do they start using some form of going in raw math? You want going in raw math on Tori Wilson? All right, I'll do that. Time for some math. Going in raw math on Tori Wilson. I think we did Brutus. I think it was like a two. Let's see here. Being good, legacy kayfabe. Uh, being good is in ring, one. She probably knows how to wrestle. Uh, promo. Don't remember anything she said ever, two. Like if look, because like look is kind of, and then look. I mean, she looked like a million bucks, but like a wrestler? No, not really. 
I give her a four for look because she does look like a star. She's got a star quality. It's not wrestler star quality though. So you put that together. Four plus two is six plus seven. I'm sorry, plus one is seven. Three into seven is what? Two plus, all right? Uh, legacy, what legacy? What legacy does she have? One, kayfabe. Did she win? I don't know. I remember she was with Shane Douglas at one point. Kayfabe, she's probably booked strong. Three, I'll give her three. So that's a four plus two plus. What is that, six? So she's a, she's a two wrestler. Even that's being generous. Get out of here with that. Two wrestler in the Hall of Fame? Crazy. Crazy, I tell you. Brutus? Brutus. Oh, goodness. Let's see. Uh, Patrick Cheeseman. What is your ideal post-mania feud for Becky Lynch that isn't Charlotte Flair? Uh, maybe Alexa Bliss. Maybe Alexa Bliss. She's a big name. I just want her to get her her noggin right for the wrestling. You don't mess around with the noggin when it comes to concussions and stuff, man. Uh, let's see here. Bobby Mincy, do you think Road Dog would have made a great commentator? Yes, I actually do. I think he could have been top level. I really do. That is actually a very good suggestion. Uh, let's see here. Ah, Joseph A. Molina. Rate Randy Orton as a dancer, and he's obviously referring to Randy Orton uh, being caught on hidden video camera by, I believe, his wife dancing. Batista on Twitter claimed credit, took credit for teaching him those moves, and Randy Orton twerked. I thought he was a solid B dancer. Better than this guy, that's for sure. Uh, let's see here. Quentin, if and when Kurt Hawkins breaks his streak, besides him and Ryder possibly winning the tag titles, how should he get his first win? No other way beyond him and Ryder in those tag titles. I think it's a it's a fun little story that's playing out. It might be on main event. I don't know. Main event could actually have a pretty solid lineup. If you get EC3, Apollo Crews as your top male feud on main event, and then you get like, uh, who's this? Hawkins and Ryder as a featured tag team on main event. That's good. That's a good solid lineup right there. Still not going to watch it because it's mainly recaps. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mr. Sinister. So I imagine the majority of people want Becky to win at WrestleMania. You would imagine correctly, Mr. Sinister. When and if she does, would you guys want her to move to Raw or forfeit the title the next day after WrestleMania saying that SmackDown is her home. No, she's a big money star. Keep her on Raw as the Raw women's title holder person. And uh, and then you know, there's, there's big names over on SmackDown. Charlotte's there. Oscar's there. A lot of great names over there. Aaron Smythe. Kevin Owens next feud after the Daniel Bryan match. It'll probably keep being Daniel Bryan. I don't know what he's going to do for Mania. Probably be a triple threat. Him, Kofi, Daniel Bryan. Uh, Mike Adams, if Cody and the Young Bucks gave you guys the book for Double or Nothing, what would the main event be? Well, it's got to be. It's got to be Kenny Jericho. It's got to be Kenny Omega versus Jericho. 
that's it. That's the main event match right there. Unless they're going to debut a title, in which case maybe you make it Puck Hangman. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know, man. If it's if it's my, well, I don't know. I always like the opener to be that battle royal. I love every pay per view should start with a battle royal. Wrestle math. Justin Wern wants some wrestle math. Some going in raw wrestling math. For one, Kevin Owens. Here we go. Being good, legacy kayfabe. In ring, tops eight. Uh, Look, it's very distinctive. Uh, He looks like a normal dude. So I'm I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give him a five for look. He walks in. I don't really think pro wrestler, which is okay. That's not that's not a bad thing, but being good, you got to look and pray. You got to be like, whoa, you're a superstar. He's kind of looks like a dude. He looks like he could be sitting right here. Uh, promo pff, nine, killer promo. Legacy. It's too early to tell. It's too early to tell. It started off really, really strong with his run in WWE, but the last two years has really tapered off. I'm going to say, at this point, Legacy is a five. Kayfabe, book strong, Universal Champion, Intercontinental Champion, NXT Champion. He's book strong. Give him seven, Kayfabe. All right, let's do some math. So in the being good department, we've got eight and five. That's 13. 13 plus nine, that is 22. Yeah. So being good is a seven plus. Add a five legacy and a seven K Fabe. That's all together. Let's see here. Uh, what is that? A six? Six plus. Yeah, that sounds right. Here's the thing. He's still active. I don't know what his final legacy is gonna be. So that's why I have his legacy at five. If he steps up that legacy up to a seven, then you're looking at a solid seven wrestler. And I think that's, that's, that's really good. Right now, he's already in Bret Hart territory. He's already there in Bret Hart territory. I know we got a lot of crap for that one, man. A lot of people in our comments for count out this past week. Ooh, you guys don't like Bret Hart. I like Bret Hart. I like him quite a bit. Solid six plus wrestler. Uh, let's see here. Press Dale. Since both wrestlers aren't scheduled for anything at the moment, should EC3 face John Cena? EC3's on main event right now. Yes, I would love that. Yes, I would absolutely love that. But he's on main event right now. How do you go from main event to wrestling John Cena at WrestleMania? I don't know that the road is there, man. I just don't. That's a bummer. Because uh, I like EC3. I think he's, I think he's fantastic. Nope. Uh, who is this? Ben. Should WWE have Roman turn heel? No. <sighs> no. No, this would be the biggest bummer of a storyline, man. He said he could say he hates the fans. They never cared about him until he got sick. Doesn't want their support now. Eef, no way. Ah, that'd be a bummer, man. That'd be a bummer. Uh, let's see here. Dr. Ken, Friendo Road, where is it? Uh, that looks not great on Friendo Road. There's many different variables as to why I'm not sure that's that's gonna come back. Um, things would have to we things would have to change a little bit for that to come back. 
Uh, let's see here. Row. If the triple threat, Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda did a main event, WrestleMania this year for some reason, who and when do you see it happening in the near future? Unless they built Asuka back up, I kind of don't see it happening. Like this is this is this is it, man. This is a massive match. This is a great match. And while the women have there's so much talent right now, I'd see the, potentially the next person to have a shot at being a main a WrestleMania main eventer is Shayna Baszler. She has all sorts of legitimacy. I think she's she's fantastic. Uh, Giancarlo Fuentes. What a great name. What do you think would get the biggest pop at WrestleMania? Becky winning the title or Kofi winning the title? Becky. They keep this Twitter stuff up. Becky. But Kofi would get a big pop. He'd get a big pop. That's it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I do appreciate it. Uh, patrons will have a post show. I'm probably going to do like some gameplay stuff. Just on my own, at home for the post show. One dollar and up, you guys get in. Um, Larson will be back tomorrow for our Raw review. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out with just Solo Steve. I hope I didn't stink up the joint too much. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Oh, here's an ad for our Patreon. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.